This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show. Get ad-free episodes and bonus episodes. Discord mm-hmm. server. Uh, Facebook, Facebook page, group. it's all good. Yeah. Um, we have many things to discuss, many mm-hmm. audio clips that will cause me nightmares. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> I, anytime Hammond says, you'll need headphones today, I know it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one, but... Ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? Oh my God, so fucking bad, you can't even believe it. Somehow, somehow this, this that we're living right now, I think might be the worst week of my entire life. Congratulations. My husband did not get a job that was keeping us on hold for nine business days and broke his elbow and our uh, garage door is broken. And so everything that you could think of that's bad is happening to me. Have I mentioned I have carpal tunnel? I have carpal tunnel from my barn work. So patreon.com slash friendly podcast. I want to be very clear about something. Were it not for this podcast, I am not doing a bit. This is absolute deadly serious. Were it not for this podcast, I think I would have had to move in with in my mother-in-law's house by now. Like I genuinely think this is the only thing that is keeping us like in our home. I'm glad my traumatizing you every week <sighs> I guess. is what's keeping you. I mean, it's wild because I work much harder at my other jobs, but this <laughs> one makes me the most money. <sighs> so, I don't know, patreon.com or I don't know if you just want to like come bring me a bottle of wine. I'd appreciate that. Shit's bad. Uh, okay, go ahead. Hammond. Let's hear it. Cheer me up. Oh, yeah. Cheer <laughs> you up. Let me take you to West Virginia. Uh, Mount Mama. All good things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lawmaker in West Virginia who they're currently trying to pass a bill that would force all public schools to play anti-abortion propaganda <laughs> regarding child development <laughs> what? in like grade eight. <laughs> It's not just anti-abortion propaganda. Specifically, the bill says students would have to watch a video called Meet Baby Olivia. Oh, no. Baby Olivia is not actually a baby. Oh, you don't say. Uh Uh-huh. It's a video produced by the anti-abortion group Live Action. And I'll tell you... Okay, wait. Stop. Everybody. Really terrible organization. Outstanding name. Really? Yeah, live action, because they're pro-life and it's action, but it doesn't necessarily bring to mind. It's a great name. Again, evil organization, but you got to give props where they're due. The Republicans are not good at, like, marketing or art or music or anything like this. Once in a while, they get it. I don't know if I want to give live action credit for the name. (laughs) I don't even love the name. Evil organization... Clever name. Okay. You have to give it up. So early in the video, it's a three-minute video, and the law, if passed, would say, yeah, you got to play this three-minute video for the kitties. And Do early I in... To this video? Nope, you're Thank not going li- to... I'll summarize the video for you. I'm not playing three minutes of propaganda. <laughs> but early in the video, after you see the sperm, like uh, AI sperm, fertilizing an egg, mm. the narrator says... This is the moment that life begins. And everybody can really relate to a four-celled organism. They're like, oh, that's me. Oh, my God. It looks just like me, right? He has my dad's second cell. Yes. And it also refers to stages of development using a made-up term called blank weeks after fertilization, 
which is not how they count it. That is not how they count it. They count it after the last menstrual cycle. And by they, I mean people who know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, By saying weeks after fertilization, that actually moves up the dates by like two weeks when everything happens, which is kind of the point. Oh, so instead of something happens at eight weeks, it happens at six weeks, which sounds so much. Oh, we need to have a abortion ban at like whatever, two minutes or whatever they say now. So that's another problem with the video. The narrator in the video also refers to a fetal heartbeat, even though at six weeks when they mention that Mm. it is neither a fetus nor does it have a heartbeat Mm. because it doesn't have a heart. Yep. So that's the problem. That's the direct problem with this video. Mm -hmm. According to the law that is being presented, um, Beginning next school year, each public school, including charter schools, shall incorporate a human growth and development discussion into its curriculum in grades three, five, and eight. And that discussion must include a high-definition ultrasound video at least three minutes in duration showing the development of the brain, heart, sex organs, and other vital organs in early fetal development. Oh, my God. Imagine if they saw sex organs and they weren't. They were hermaphroditic. <laughs> what would they do? And number two, the Meet Baby Olivia video developed by Live Action. Um, they have to show that one. Maybe it covers number one, but that also like small government. Yeah, for uh-huh. sure. Dictating one specific YouTube video for your <laughs> schools to watch definitely sounds like small government. So the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, a professional organization. This poor fucking people right now. Oh, my God. With over 60,000 members. This is the professional group for all ob They said in an email that uh, to a local reporter... This video is anti-abortion misinformation, quote, designed to manipulate the emotions of viewers. And Iowa physicians and educators said in a letter to state lawmakers that by using weeks after fertilization, the video misleads viewers because the framing indicates that milestones happen about two weeks earlier than is accurate. Mm. Okay, so this week, this bill was being debated in the West Virginia legislature in the state Senate When one guy, uh, his name is Mike Azinger, he stood up during the floor debate. He's a Republican state senator. He stands up and he has some things to say about Senate Bill 468 uh, because he wants you to know why he supports this bill. Okay. First, there was a Democrat, one of like the three Democrats in the state of West Virginia. One of those Democrats pointed out that this actually... like. Imagine if you're a Democrat in West Virginia, you mm. are wildly outnumbered mm-hmm. in the legislature. I'm imagining Nothing... I'm Sidney McElroy. Go ahead. Sure. My and... life is good in this scenario. <laughs> He's basically saying, hey, you know what? If I can't stop this bill from passing, what I can do is try to put up obstacles in the way. Mm. And one of the things is sure. this violates religious freedom. Why? Because he says Jewish people don't believe life begins at conception. And by using public schools to teach kids otherwise, that amounts to religious discrimination, which is a fair point. I'm not sure that Republicans have historically been worried about Jewish people being disenfranchised, oh, if no. we're all being honest. That, like, this they feels do like not a, care about what you This feels say. like a not lucrative path to go down, but God bless. Right. I mean... The Jewish people might disagree with you. They don't care about that. The religious freedom argument, yeah. maybe. Which maybe is... if you said people in Israel don't like what you're doing, maybe Republicans would get on board. That's pretty but, good burn. Okay, so <laughs> let me tell you the first thing Mike Azinger says in response 
And this uh, is our to, Democrat friend. No, the Democrat friend has spoken. He's done oh, talking. Oh, boy. There are no more Democrats to speak now. Oh, yeah. Now we got the Republicans saying, dude, come on. You don't know what you're talking about when it comes to the Jews. Let me, a Baptist... Speak on their behalf. Sure. Here's King Mike Azinger. Jews, I think the Baptists are, right? <laughs> Here's Mike Azinger talking about that. First of all, um, it's, it's essentially an absurdity that all Jewish people believe that uh, lifehood, for lack of a better term, begins term. Um, at another time other than conception. Any Jew who believes the first five books of the Bible would, by definition, believe that life begins at conception because Genesis 4, 1, for one uh, example, says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, like time? and nope. she conceived. There, right there. Adam conceived. Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain. So, any Jew that believes the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, I believe, uh, would have to believe that. Basically, his knowledge here comes down to saying, Jews believe in the first five books of the Bible. That's your Torah right there. And in the Bible, it says Adam and his wife had sex and she conceived. Therefore, all Jews must believe that life begins at conception, which, first of all, is not even what the Bible verse said, and two, they don't. He's basically <laughs> saying, if you don't agree with me that life begins at conception, you must just be a bad Jew, is where he's going Truly with this. a Baptist person trying to explain Judaism is just delicious. Yeah. Like, in, in, you it's know so he's going to give another speech. Like, let me tell you about what African-Americans hey, deal with of every... Of course. No, he's going to come back time. and be like, listen, I have a Jewish friend from college, mm-hmm. um, and he's an accountant now, and we talk a lot, and he's real, and his name is Saul, and he told yes. me all these things. I yeah. swear it's real. Um, By the way, just to give you some numbers here, 83% of Jews support abortion rights in America, <laughs> mm-hmm. according to the Pew Research Center in 2018, and that's before Roe was overturned. Mm. Um, so he's wrong to say he's an expert on Judaism or to suggest it. And he's absolutely wrong to say, you know, I, I read the beginning of the Bible. I got through page like three. Yeah. And I can tell you what Jews think about this. I so just... that's messed up. But that's not nearly as bad somehow as the next thing he said, no which involves two things. And I'm going to before you hear him, because he's going to take an hour to say this. Yeah. Um, he's going to refer to two things. He's saying, uh, we're allowed to teach this in the classroom as science because you know what else they teach in science class? That is, uh, clearly just, uh, Oh, is it evolution? It is evolution. Uh. And the second thing is, I know conception is when life begins because I have proof of it. Oh. He's going to tell you what his proof oh, is. Oh, I can't wait. All right. So here's Mike He's Azinger. He's going to show me a little fertilized egg in the palm of his hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, here's Mike Azinger, part two, talking about why uh, this bill is fine. Let's hear it. Uh, all of a sudden, we have a lot of senators who are uh, all upset and worried about accuracies in <laughs> science class. Did I think he hate that? The senator from Taylor who mentioned that, hey, look, Evolution's been taught in science class for how long now? And that's a quickly dying theory that many, many understand to be uh, an absurdity in and of itself just because it can't 
pass the first test of first cause. So the first this test is of a, first we'll talk about it. a great bill. Great. Wait <laughs> so for great. it. Wait for it. Shows conception and wait for um, it. Google it. At the very nanosecond of conception, there's a flash of light. A flash of light. When conception occurs in human beings, I believe it's across the whole animal kingdom. At the point, the second of conception, there's a flash of light. That's God telling us, I believe, that life begins there. Thank you, Mr. Prose. Oh, wow boy. All right, let's talk about That's us. a lot. I'm just looking <laughs> at West Virginia maternal mortality rate. Just really yeah. quick for no specific reason. Uh, that would be the graph that goes up and to the right. Yeah. So evolution is obviously not a quickly dying theory. It's not a slowly dying theory. Mm. It's not a dying theory it in any place except the fever dreams of Ken Ham. The reason that evolution is, is taught wild. in school is because the evidence fully supports it, not because it's some liberal religious belief and the reason they can have conservative religious beliefs taught in class or Just something like that. really quick, I'm on marchofdimes.org. They uh-huh. get a, uh, for their preterm birth grade is an F. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, their, hey, they're moving up. Their West Virginia infant death rate is 13.0 per 1,000 live births, and, and the U.S. rate what? is 10.4. Yeah. So, anyway, so, 13% higher. In tw- oh, and it's going up. The preterm birth rate. Yeah, it's not great. Even Mississippi yeah, right now, as we speak. preterm babies are going up. That's even Mississippi good. is trying to expand... Uh, Medicaid, <laughs> like getting federal funding for uh, health, because even they know, yeah, we can't keep going down this road. Mm. So anyway, arguing that the promotion of anti-abortion propaganda belongs in science class because we teach evolution, mm-hmm. not only is that a bad analogy, the the description of evolution is utterly inaccurate. I want to hear, wh- what did he say? A yeah, quickly, we'll quickly, quickly dying theory. What the like? What fu- circles this is the do you have to be in? First time I have ever heard anything like that. I thought I'd he- kind of heard it all. Oh no, this it's is quickly dying. So this is the new thing. Not that it's established science. It's now in decline because it's in decline because his one friend Googled something yes. and he's like he's like Donald Trump. He's like everybody's talking about this now because yes. he heard of it for the first time. And then they had one tear in their eye. What? Yes, ding dongs. So as for the second thing he said. Uh, no, there's no flash of light when sperm meets egg. So where yeah, is he getting this? Is that where all is he about? getting that from? That myth is based on an actual 2016 paper that was published, I believe, in Nature. And basically, here's what they said: there were researchers who said when a sperm meets an egg, there is zinc that is released, which oh. is true. That accompanies like egg activation. And in order to see that happening mm-hmm. in the lab, what they did is, can we, like, put some chemicals in the zinc so that when it's moving around, we can uh, kind of see where it's sure. going? And they did that. It was coated with a special, like, chemical tag. And so scientists were able to illuminate its release at the more moment of fertilization, mm. which, when they announced that, like, we could see what the zinc is doing. And so when the sperm fertilizes the egg, this zinc is released. Look at our pictures. We got pictures oh, of I this. Bet that's it's really, really cool. cool. And that led to a bunch of very ignorant and lazy writers, <laughs> including, like, the university of these scientists, like, the comms person, Boo. to say, like, there's a flash at conception, because you could see it in the pictures, uh-huh. there's no spark at conception. There's no flash. They were wrong. In fact, 
the best description I found of what's actually happening came from the National Catholic Register, Get which publishes a lot of BS. But they accurately described this to say, you guys, that's not what's going on here. Here's what's from the National. I mean, it's kind of cool looking. It looks amazing. It's great science to document that. that Here's what the National Catholic Register said. Researchers wanted to see the zinc, so they simulated fertilization in the lab and put the eggs in a solution containing a fluorescent tag. When the zinc is released, it is chemically labeled because this tag bonds to it. The tag can be illuminated with light of one color, and it emits light of a different specific color. That fluorescence can be detected under a suitable microscope, thus revealing the zinc. This is a scientific explanation in a way Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, we know what they actually did here. It's not God saying poof. Mm -hmm. It's actually saying, no, the scientists just did a thing to show you. Like sometimes you will see images of like the universe and they look glorious and color filled. And it's like, do you think the universe is actually that color? It's not. I think those are colors that scientists use to show different wavelengths of yeah. different chemicals and stuff. And that's the color we see in the universe. It's not actually there. It's like black holes don't actually look like purple buttholes, yeah, but exactly. that's just kind of what they do now. But it looks pretty when we look at it. Right. Like a beautiful God, purple butthole. Yes. God is not sending us a sign of when life begins. And Mike Azinger, along with all the staffers who work for him, apparently, yeah. are too damn ignorant to look into any of this, and now they want to spread their ignorance to children. So that bill in the state Senate of West Virginia to play that misinformation three-minute video, that passed on a 27-6 to 6 vote. <laughs> it's now going to go to the GOP-dominated state house, uh, which means public school students in West Virginia are now a step closer to being lied to in their classrooms in science class or health class thanks to conservative lawmakers who want to replace science with religious propaganda. And to answer your question, by the way, uh, West Virginia is ranked 47th in the nation when it comes to education. Oh, I didn't Uh, look into education. They're really hoping to go down and get the number one worst. They're really working toward that. It's too bad. West Virginia has a very interesting uh, and colorful history, and it sucks that... Coal really fucked up that entire region, huh? <laughs> it huh? messed with their brains, apparently. Well, I mean, for the lawmakers. Mm. So, wow. Wait, at the beginning, I feel like maybe I hallucinated this. Did you say they have to watch it every day, or no, did you say every year? They have year? to watch it every year in okay. class, but it's mandatory, so public schools would have to show kids. Okay, either that video. you said every day, or I heard every day, and I don't know. The I whole said. time I was like, I'm just in and out, insanity. and then I forget what I said. <laughs> um, let's talk about <sighs> boy. I'm gonna. Can you imagine, like West Virginia? They have so much, pro- so many problems. Is the problem that they have a low birth rate? I don't think it is. I think they think the solution is solving brain drain, where all these kids who are at the top of their classes sure. in high school are leaving to go to college somewhere else and yeah. then staying in other states and not coming back. The solution is if you make those kids even dumber, they won't know they get to leave. Oh no, that's pretty cynical, bud. I try. <laughs> All right. What's next? <laughs> next is something even worse. Oh. Let's talk about Oklahoma because... Oh. No, no. You, you, when I tell you the next sentence, you're going to feel real bad about yourself. So earlier this month, uh, a 16-year-old non-binary student... Oh, fuck. I heard about this story. God yep. damn it. Why'd you let me sing? You, you volunteered it yourself. Next okay. Benedict was their name. Ugh, they died kid. one day after being assaulted in an Owasso high school bathroom. The details specifically as to what happened are kind Horrible. of still unclear, but 
there is reason to believe it was an assault because they were non non binary. Yeah, uh, I, but I think even the the police account of it, the parent has said that doesn't make any sense, and the parent hasn't said. I, I'm not even going to get into that because okay. I don't know what actually happened. But the child is. But dead. the school done fucked up. Sure. Yes. So one of the things is. What this does get to the heart of is there is an openly non-binary student who is dead. Mm. If I can't if I can't tell you the specific nature of how that happened, what I can tell you is that student's no longer with us. Yeah. And that should raise a lot of concerns in Oklahoma, which is famously, notably, anti-LGBTQ by mm. and large. Um, and so last Friday, there was like one of those local, we're going to bring some local politicians or your representatives to a legislative update so they can tell you what they're working on. The public can ask questions. Is this as like a that. reflection of nope, the incident or just, just separate? Happening. It was already on the schedule. It's uh, promoted by a local chamber of commerce. So fine. So you have a lot of public members of the public who are there to hear what's going on. Um, and also to ask questions and kudos to one lady, Kathy Cott, who was in the audience and she asked, because these are four Republicans, because mm. again, it's Oklahoma, you don't get a choice. Mm. She asked the four Republican members of the state legislature why they, quote, had such an obsession with the LGBTQ citizens of Oklahoma and what people do in their personal lives mm. and how they raise their children. Wow. Very open-ended question. And listen, Coming in the wake of the death of this child, of the alleged murder of this child, you heard some of those Republicans say, like, and I'm paraphrasing here, yeah, what happened there is awful. I don't want to see that happen. That has nothing to do with the anti-gay legislation I'm promoting. Yeah, it's definitely unrelated. Totally unrelated. But then they got to one last person, State Senator Tom Woods, who uh, I'm going to play you what Tom Woods said at this meeting uh, because the first sentence out of Tom Woods' mouth was fine, and then it just got worse from there, okay? <sighs> so, I want to repeat. Four Republicans on stage. Mm. One of them's wearing a cowboy hat. I'm looking at this picture. I don't think it's him. There's another dude wearing a cowboy hat, and now we're getting to Tom Woods, who gets to answer What's why his hat he's situation? so... He's not wearing one. He has a big hat. <laughs> um, he's going to answer why he's so obsessed with LGBTQ mm, citizens of Oklahoma. You really are. Mm. All right, uh, let me play this. This is Tom Woods. My heart goes out to that scenario, if, uh, if that is the case. Tom. But we represent yeah, the constituency. Uh, we're uh, a Republican state, supermajority in the House and Senate. I represent a constituency that doesn't want that feel in Oklahoma. <gasps> you know, we are a religious state. Uh, we're going. We are going to fight to keep that bill out of the state of Oklahoma because we're a Christian state. Uh, we're a moral state. We want lower taxes. We want people to be able to live and work and 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 be go to That's the faith and choose. We are a Republican state. I'm going to vote my district. I'm going to vote my values, and we don't want that in the state of Oklahoma. Jesus fucking Christ! Big round of applause for that. So, just to repeat, he says, we're a Republican supermajority, and I represent people that don't want that filth in Oklahoma. What, what, what is he referring to by that filth? Is it the child who got murdered? Is it all LGBTQ people who exist? Yes. Um, yeah, like he didn't That's specify, but that is what it is. It's and then he says, what's his defense for 
saying that super majority super majority and also we're religious yeah we're christian Uh, he says we're a christian state we are a moral state as if those two things are equivalent they are not and And it is not he says we're gonna fight to keep that filth out of the state of oklahoma what what is the i mean this is a fair question what exactly is he trying to keep out of the state queer because even if you go to churches a lot of mega churches, non-denominational Southern Baptist churches, they will say, "No, we don't have a problem with gay people. We have a problem." But with he gay does, and so this guy, does. yeah, he's saying, "No, no, no, we have a problem with their he votes very his conscience. existence." His conscience is gay people are yucky, and therefore he is fine with a minor child being murdered in their school. And I want to be very clear: the school did not call. The ambulance. They did not send this kid to the hospital before before they died. Mm-hmm. So to put this, this school fucked up, and this man is a villain. And the Christian lawmaker who represents this group, who fantasizes about living in a theocracy, apparently claimed that his religious constituents don't like it when LGBTQ people are alive. Do you remember? Uh, in like 2014, when Putin said that there is no gay people in Russia, <laughs> does that sound that familiar, familiar in any kind of way? Does yeah. that does that feel similar? Yeah, we we don't have in Oklahoma. We're Christian and <laughs> rural. There's no rural gay people. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> now let me put on my cosplay hat here. <laughs> that man does not know the front end of a horse from the back. I will tell you that right, <laughs> goddamn now. Um. <sighs> Fuck these people. Jesus Christ. What is it about people who get the smallest amount of power who do want to do the most amount of bad? They're like pinky in the brain in real life. (laughs) They like they they get a little bit of power and the brain is like, well, I guess we're going to have to take over the world and make it to my liking. That's what these people are. They're cartoon mice. It's disgusting. They're rats, not mice. I'm so sorry. Pinky in the brain. And that's the thing. For people like this guy, all lives matter, including the unborn. But if they grow up to be LGBTQ, then their murders will be celebrated. Sometimes your skull's got to be crushed if uh, if you're gay, because God fucked up, I guess. Right. you got to celebrate their murders in the name of Jesus. How is... People applauded for that. Yeah. How shitty are the Christians in Oklahoma that this guy lumps all these people together, calls them filth, and then they applaud for it, except for the couple of ladies clearly listening I to really that. I really enjoyed the running. The recorder. Truly, when she said, no, you're not, Tom, that was <laughs> my heart transporting into that woman because yeah. that's my favorite thing to do. I wish I would tell you that the audience like got up, walked away, and they well, left the like political some people party. Kind of Shuffled around. Some maybe, but a lot of them clapped for it. it. There was no video that I could find, just audio. But like, I thought I said, I heard, I mean, so stupid to analyze audio. It sounded like people were like harumphing in the background. A few near the recorder because the lady who asked the question, I assume someone near her was recording it. You can't expect any of these people to take the moral high road when their churches ingrain upon them exactly what Tom Woods said. You can't expect conservative Christian leaders in Oklahoma to speak out against him or his hateful rhetoric. I have yet to read any articles where some prominent pastors said, that's awful. I, you know, strongly oppose everything he just said. That's despicable. How can a person do that. say that? How can a person and call a human being filth in the year 2024? Like, how do you not know? Christian Oklahoma. How do you not know the power of your words and how it kills so people? So a reporter later came up to Tom Woods and said, like, maybe you misspoke. Um, let me give you a chance to clarify your comments. When and you say filth, what you mean <laughs> is... Right, and here's what he said. I support my constituency, and like I said, we're a Christian state, and we are tired of having that shoved down our throat at every turn. 
I'll let my words speak for themselves, but that is my statement, and I stand behind it, and I stand behind the Republican Party values, and that is my statement. Republicans what, are cool. What is being shoved down his throat? Jokes aside, what's being shoved down his throat? Listen, it's, I- it's not, it's the existence of LGBTQ people. I mean, my Max Benedict didn't do anything to bother him. My mother-in-law's eighty-ish-year-old sister today just posted something like, "In the forties, men lied about their age so they could fight in World War II. In 2023, they lie about their gender so they can win sports." It's this sort of like <laughs> innocuous. It, 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 the way they phrase it is this. Vi- I have been just like sitting and thinking about how I'm going to respond to that. By the way, I don't know what to say, but like just sitting. And, 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 and these sort of hypo- it's what this is, is like these hypothetical stories. It's one or two actual stories, like the swimmer. And then it's just sort of extrapolating, oh, this is probably happening everywhere. Oh, boys are constantly doing this. And there it's are furries just, in the classroom and they need litter boxes. It, it just, it's, oh, kids are identifying as whatever they want. Why can't, it, it's not, right. it's not happening. And it, but I, if there's one it. thing conservative Christians like, it's being told a myth and then building world building Truly, around it. Truly, like that's the problem is that they are willing to get swept up in this non-issue. And I want to repeat, and, this and, and, is and, a non-issue. He's not referring to something a trans person or gay person yeah, did. What is the he is mad about doing. the existence he's, of them he at He is more obsessed that queer people exist in Oklahoma than he is mad that a murder was committed in yeah. a school. He didn't sound that upset about that. And imagine being a Christian in Oklahoma and thinking you're the victim of persecution in the wake of an alleged murder of a teen who didn't fit some mold that what you created. What were you created. saying about brain drain from West Virginia? What do uh, you <laughs> What do you mean? That I don't well, know why not, that would happen. They're not going to Oklahoma either. The values that he says he's upholding as a Christian, as a Republican, as a conservative are not values. It's just barbarism. It's cruelty. People like him want It's cruelty the re- for its own sake. People like him want the religious majority to demonize every minority. Mm-hmm. Pick the flavor in the state. And by the way, not a single Republican at that meeting had the guts to criticize Wood's comments, probably because they all fundamentally agree with him. Yeah, they agree with him. him. Why would they criticize Yeah, this is, again, this is the state where a Christian nationalist like Ryan Walters oversees public schools. Mm -hmm. He uses his power to promote Christian nationalism, um, all while appointing that right-wing hate monger who runs uh, Libs of TikTok to an educational advisory board in the state, she oh, doesn't. She doesn't TikTok. live in Oklahoma. Like it's not surprising that the GOP would turn their backs on a murdered teenager. Yeah, no, none of this surprises me. This is another way that it's it's Christian nationalism down down to the bone, right? It is yeah. if you are not a white Christian straight person, then you are not male. safe. Probably male. Yeah. Then you are not. You're not a protected class in this state. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Have fun uh, in like I had fucking to look Texas this up. or whatever. I'm like, where did this guy come from? He was elected in 2022 to the state Senate. So recently, this is his first mm. term. And mm, in a post Trump Republican. Uh-huh. Mm. He was yum, in, yum, yum. He was involved in an altercation when he allegedly punched a woman in the eye shortly after winning his primary. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> that was an article about sorry, this guy. Uh, why did he punch? Uh, not Doesn't that it matters. Matter. He punched a woman in the eye? After winning the primary. After winning the primary. Yeah, just to celebrate, I guess. The Oklahoma Republican Party also hasn't said a damn thing about his comments, but you know what they did they post agree. on Facebook? You know what they did post on Facebook? Tell me. Bible verse. Oh, which one? Uh, it's a one out of Matthew. 
Uh, like that means fucking means shit nothing. to me. Don't worry. The Bible verse didn't Does mean it, anything either. Okay. Like give it time. They will probably at some point post an image of a tally mark to celebrate the death of another kid. I mean, they didn't give a damn about. Is it? Maybe churches will do that too, because their faith teaches you to love everybody except for these people that they really hate. Like, is it an element of bread and circuses? Is it an element of like, if you are focused on the villains, capital V villains, which are queer people, you won't notice that our educational system is failing and like, in, like price gouging is out of control from corporations and forcing everybody's cost of living way, way up without. Yeah, I mean, if you're asking like, what do they think they're fixing by doing any of this, the answer is no, they don't. They don't have any actual problems, so they just pick on groups that they think everyone will get on board hating. I know this is really on the nose, but it just makes me really sad that this is how such a huge faction of the country lives their life. is like mad at an invisible villain. or While worshipping a different one. Right. Or we're like being terrified of the devil around every corner. Yeah. As if like that, as if assigning like... I know someone in my life who is running for a low-level like elected position is it is it is it me yes it's you congratulations um, jessica good job <laughs> um but running for a basically non-political office but really it's like uh, it's not city council but it's similar to that in a small community mm. where being one party or the other doesn't make a huge difference because you're dealing with roads and shit like that um running as a republican and it's like excuse me yeah and that's the thought i'm like all right well you're i'm not I'm, so I even, don't even live in your area, so I couldn't vote for you. But also, never. I don't care if I think you're fine and I don't think you're extreme. The fact that you still identify as a Republican these days mm-hmm. makes me, oh, well, I think less of you. Be, truly, because <laughs> what it means, to, if somebody says they're a Republican, whatever kind of justification they want to give on whatever, all I think in my head is you do not care about humans, women or humans. minorities or queer people. Yeah. And fetuses. Fetuses. Fetuses yes. is very important. Cannot emphasize fetuses more. Yes. But living I, people, no. No, I think I truly, I know this is such a like black and white way to think, but truly if somebody still identifies as a Republican, I'm like, okay, so you're a bad You're person. broken. You're a broken person. Is <sighs> it, does that make me bad or judgmental? Yes. And it's justified. <sighs> okay. But I'm the same. I mean, truly, like, uh, who cares? Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if it makes me a bad person. Every, all of these other people are terrible people constantly. In my heart, if I silently judge somebody for being Republican, even if I do that to every person I ever meet, it's not nearly as bad as looking at a queer right. kid getting murdered and being like, yeah, gay people suck, don't they? Right. Filth. 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 Mm-hmm. I hate this. Yes. I hate. I hate that I'm worried about how I come across when these are the people we're up against. <laughs> the people with no self-reflection. Absolutely ability. none. And it makes me just triple down on like I need to be perfect, which I'm <laughs> weirdly falling short of. Can you believe it? There you Reviews. Go. <laughs> ha. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Between coaching, dealing with kids, and immersing myself in the news, one thing is clear. I feel like I never have any time for myself. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? Can you even imagine that? Well, if you know what's important to you, you can prioritize. And therapy can help you learn how to do that. Talking about what matters to you with a professional is such a useful way to understand yourself better so you can make the most of your time. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can help you make the most of your time no matter where you're starting from. 
Whether you've been through something rough or just want an outsider's perspective on whatever you're going through, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and flexible enough for anyone's schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Atheist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Atheist. Let's go to California. Um, this is at least less uh, lower stakes somehow, but still disturbing. Oh, boy. Um, last week, we talked about Jack Hibbs, who is a basically a hate preacher from California. He made headlines because at the end of January, almost literally a month ago, he gave an invocation to open up a session of Congress in the House. Mike Johnson, oh, yeah, the yeah, speaker, yeah. invited him to speak there. And the reason people were upset about it, and we discussed this last week... a fucking hack. Is, yeah, like, he has said, among other things, the Biden administration is a pure, pure, Christless, godless evil. Uh-huh. Which is a compliment. Uh, he pure, says, pure... Say again? Christless, uh-huh. godless, uh, evil. Okay. Uh, he says Kamala Harris isn't really a Christian. Those are my favorite, because uh-huh. she's brown? Uh, I think because she's Baptist. I'm not sure. Oh. Black, but Black Baptist. So, like, they don't count those. Okay. And then he said sin is deadlier than COVID, therefore we don't have to worry about COVID. I'm that's what he did sh- during I feel the like pandemic. That's provably false. And last week, I'll we tell you what, my dude, I sin a whole fucking lot, and I got COVID, and neither killed me. <laughs> the reason we talked about it last week is because several members of Congress, led by Jared Huffman, they spoke out against the selection. They wanted to know why the chaplaincy office in the house would allow someone like him to speak because he would fail any basic vetting Mm -hmm. um and also they've excluded other people who passed all their rules but Mm -hmm. they were an atheist on paper and they said no to them like what's going on there anyway he responded jack hibbs last sunday the speaker uh jack hibbs the not speaker oh the pastor he responded to that letter that the democrats sent to the office of the chaplaincy uh, on Sunday at church. He was reacting to it. He was speaking... Like open letter style? Yeah. He was uh, talking to his congregation at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills in California. And in the middle of responding to this letter, um, before telling them uh, about the letter, he also wanted them to know at the beginning of the service, I want to tell you who you should vote for. So I'm not actually going to talk about his response to the letter because that's almost less interesting. Um, interesting. I, I will. No, actually, I take that back. Before you put on your headphones, before I play you this endorsement thing, mm. at the very end of his sermon, he does a little PowerPoint where he shows everyone the letter. And he spent part of that section of his sermon pretending to be persecuted, saying, <laughs> you guys, I may not be able to fly to Washington, D.C. anymore because I think they put me on a no-fly list. I don't think it's they like, did. That's not what they did. Why do they love to be persecuted so Why do they love to lie about it? And then he says, and I'm quoting here, I didn't know that I helped start the January 6th riot. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's not what the letter said. Mm. Then he goes on to say, I didn't know I hate Muslims. Found out that I do from the letter, which didn't say that. Did you know I hate Jews? I didn't know that. Did you know that I hate LGBT? No, he said LBGTQ LMNOP. Yeah, that was the thing he actually said. That was really funny in 2011. Hilarious. So like he didn't read them the actual letter. (laughs) He just said, you guys, they accused me of all this stuff lying about me. Just to be clear, 
They did not say he started the insurrection. The letter uh, said, here's what Jack Hibbs once said regarding the insurrection. He said, quote, this is what you get when you eject God from the courts and from the schools. That's all it said about January 6th. What did he say about Muslims? Well, he didn't talk about Muslims, but the letter did quote him saying of Islam that Islam was a, quote, demonic doctrine being propagated by heretics. What about Jewish people? Because he's like, did you know I hate Jews? No, the letter didn't say he hates Jews. The letters quoted him saying Israel could avoid the wrath of Hamas if they just turned to Jesus. That's what they quoted him as saying in the letter. And about uh, gay people and trans people, what he said is he once claimed that, quote, if evolution is true, then there would be no such thing as homosexuality. He blamed the existence of trans people on, quote, demonism. Mm. He said God's judgment on us was evidenced through LGBTQ characters on the show Blue's Clues. They quoted him doing all this and said, why would you let him give an invocation? Jack Hibbs doesn't tell people what he said. Mm -mm. He's like, you guys, they're pretending I hate Jews and Muslims. You guys know me. You know I don't do that. So the ninth commandment is you shall not give false witness against your neighbor. Yeah, so don't lie. So... Unless... I guess I am wondering why they're... did you read the asterisk that comes (laughs) after that? I guess I'm wondering why they're so obsessed with putting the Ten Commandments everywhere if Mm -hmm. they don't even follow them. (laughs) He then told the congregation that the consequence of the letter would be, you guys, the IRS is totally going to investigate me. Well, no, it's probably mostly because you're breaking the Johnson Amendment right now. We'll get back to that in a second, but it's like, yeah, they're not going to investigate you because you're a horrible human. The IRS doesn't do that. He also then went on to say... I want you all to know I haven't watched any adult content <laughs> since June 19th, 1977, which... Excuse me? Which I was not asking, but thank you for sharing, I guess. I didn't know that was a date you record. I need to know <laughs> everything about that day. Do you? Do I bet you? it was a porn mag, like an old school porn mag be. with like the fold outs. And apparently he's documenting... And you said 1977? Yeah. That's almost 50 years ago. Yes, he wants you to know he hasn't watched any porn since then. Which I, again, had nothing to do with the letter. He just volunteered that Sorry, should I be talking more about my porn consumption or lack of it? Because I feel like I've heard more about porn from these creepos in the pulpit than I ever have before. Like, I I don't care if you watch porn. I got to say, I won't believe that he's telling the truth about this until his accountability partner can attest to it. I just... What? Okay. Uh, So... I want you to be... I want to be very clear. This is not the story I wanted to tell you. You're kidding me. We're not there yet. I'm going to rewind in a second. All right. I'll be done being (laughs) mad about that. But I just want to... Like, truly, these people are so... Like, they're so obsessed with what happens in other people's bedrooms that they assume everyone cares about what happens in theirs. And guess what? (laughs) No one was asking. I do not want to hear about your boring missionary sex. I don't. I don't care. I don't care if you're into BDSM. I don't care if you're an adult baby or whatever. Just, like... do your thing. Don't hurt anybody else. Do your thing in your home. Don't... And that's it. (laughs) That's it. Um, So, anyway, that's at the end of the sermon when he's complaining about the letter. But at the beginning of the sermon, which I saw on the Facebook live stream, but actually I want you to be, I want you to know that on the YouTube version of this that they posted, yeah, they cut this next part out. So it's that bad? So that's that bad. So even they know it's bad. Even they knew it's bad. Um, So, 
He spent several minutes before the, quote, official sermon began, um, basically urging his congregation to pray for a handful of people. This is why they can test, like, this is why they could say, oh, we didn't include it in the sermon because it wasn't part of the sermon. This is just him saying, I need you to pray for the following people. From the pulpit. Right. Uh, And he's saying, I need you to uh, pray for these two school board candidates. Bring them up on stage. These are two sitting school board members running for re-election in Orange County, I believe. He also then said uh, he talked about Donald Trump and he said, man, they keep coming after him with all these lawsuits and Trump keeps winning. But he doesn't and he hasn't and he owes a lot, a Uh lot of money. So he downplayed all the legal battles that Mm -hmm. Trump is facing. He He claimed that the real Democratic ticket come November uh, will not be Biden and Harris. It'll be Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom. Why do you think Gavin they, Newsom? I mean, Gavin Why? Newsom explicitly has said, no, I'm not running. Yeah. Michelle Obama has <laughs> said over and over, I hate politics and I want nothing to do Why with it Why do they ever. think, wh- wh- I feel like I hear that all the time. It's Michelle they, Obama. Is it because they have like a hangover from Hillary Clinton and assume that all women are I like using they, their husband to leverage into <laughs> politics or something? Which to be clear, Hillary are, was not. They are obsessed with Michelle Obama because they really do think she's uh, like, a hidden danger, then one day she'll be trotted out. Oh. And also they worry because she's actually popular and likable. Anyway, he says all of this. Oh boy. Then he tells the crowd the only thing that matters when it comes to voting is voting for the pro-life candidates. Mm-hmm. And to that end, this is when he starts talking about the upcoming Senate election in California, because there is one. Um, and if you're not familiar with what's going on in that race, the primary in California is taking place over the next, I think it's next week. It's like March 5th or something. But the Senate primary is coming up. And California does this thing where it doesn't matter what party you're on. You're all on the same ballot. So right now, the people running for Senate include Adam Schiff, mm. who uh, a Democrat who has been very uh, outspoken. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He was part of the uh, impeachment battle mm-hmm. against Donald Trump. You also have Representative Katie Porter, who's Ooh, running. Oh, Alzheimer. Who's with the whiteboard. Whiteboard. She's great. You also have Representative Barbara Lee, who's running as a Democrat. I She's the only person after 2001, after September 11th, who voted not to give the president the power to, like, go invade Holy Iraq. Holy shit, she's like fucking Cassandra over she's here. amazing. So, like, you have those three Democrats running yeah. uh, in the primary, and you have one Republican whose name is Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey uh, used to play for the L.A. Dodgers and San Diego Padres. Oh. And now he's pulling, like, a Herschel Walker. He's like, I'm yeah. an athlete. You've heard of me. You love me. Yeah. So vote for me. I will say that the possibility of CTE uh, with baseball is somewhat less than <laughs> football. But what right. do I know? So, again, California holds this, like, jungle <laughs> His primary. His brain might it's not called. be soup is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so where the way the primary works is the top two finishers move on to the November ballot. Mm-hmm. And if they're from the same party, so be it. Right. And so right now, Adam Schiff is in the lead of mm-hmm. everybody. The question is, who's in second place? It's Katie Porter. Will it be Katie Porter or will it be Steve Garvey? And right now, Garvey has a slight edge over Katie Porter. And if enough Democrats split their votes that way, because oh, you I like s- them for different reasons, sure. Garvey could end up with the second spot. And it, it's Adam, the Democrat would still win the Senate race. right? But... Uh, the question is, will a Republican be on the ballot at right. all? Because right. if he's not on there, it kind of 
rules. Gives Owens uh, bones. It gives Republicans less of a reason to vote in November because <gasps> they think, oh. oh, well, Trump's not going to win California, no. and I don't even have a senator to vote for. To vote for. So maybe I shouldn't even vote. Like that would be fantastic if that they would be decided outstanding. that. Boy, there's an embarrassment so, of riches of politicians over there. Eh? That's the setup in California right now. The mm. open question in the Senate primary is: Will Republican Steve Garvey? make it through the primary to be on the ballot. Wow. And to that end, here is uh, what Jack Hibbs said to his congregation from the pulpit. And In the OC? Yeah. And I want to be clear, the reason this is an issue is not just that he's going to tell them how to vote. Mm. It's how he knows he's not allowed to tell them he can't, like, he knows he can't actually tell them how to vote, okay? Okay. So here's that segment. How are you voting regarding our upcoming local vote? Yes, yes, go on. I want to I publicly right now today encourage all of you to vote for Steve Garvey. I don't think you can do that, sir. You got to vote for Steve Garvey. It's against the law for me to... I just remember. It's against the law for just me remember. to say that in the pulpit, so... He's now stepping in front of the pulpit. As a, as a public citizen, I just Steve forgot. Garvey is not only one of the greatest baseball players of all time. No. No. But we want Steve Garvey to represent us in the Senate. And so Steve Garvey uh, is, is, your only, is, is the only, only guy in the ballot. Um, so there. That, now that, he moves that behind the pulpit. He had to move from here to there as a private citizen. And uh, anyway... Romans chapter 8. So he said that endorsement. I'm just looking up Steve Garvey's sure. stats because there's no fucking <laughs> way anybody thinks he's so, the best baseball player in the world. Jack Hibbs was standing like behind a little podium and then he steps in front of the podium. Mind you, the mic is attached to his lapel. None of this matters the location of where he says this. There's no actual physical pulpit that you can only do pastor things in this Dun-dun. box. But if you step one foot to the left or right, then it's okay to say whatever the hell you want. That's not how it works. Hmm. Uh, he knows that. That's the thing that caught me about this clip. It's not just that he's making an endorsement. It's that he knows he's not allowed to make an endorsement. So he's like, you guys, look, if I stand over here, I can make the endorsement <laughs> now. So he, uh, Garvey that, won the National League uh, MVP award in 74. First of all, and it's was the National the, League. Anyone can win the National League MVP. First of all, you're not coming for the National League on our podcast right now. <laughs> we are National League people. Designated hitter is bullshit. Are you out of your mind? I can play for the Brewers. Come on. <laughs> Uh, And he won a National League Championship Series MVP in 78 and won a World Series with the Dodgers in 81. They didn't even have statistics. It doesn't (laughs) matter. Anyway, so this, what Hibbs did, that's actually... His number's retired. That's pretty good. eh. For the Padres. For the Padres. Like, okay, Tony Gwynn and that guy. That was Sports Corner with the friendly atheist. (laughs) What Hibbs did, that is actually, truly, an IRS violation. It's also telling that their sermon that was posted on YouTube... Happened three Pulled seconds it out, after yeah. that. But, like, to be clear, the IRS should revoke the tax-exempt status of Calvary Chapel Chino Hills since it clearly is a political organization that runs a book club on the side. And why are they baiting? That's my real question. Oh, why are they baiting the evangelicals IRS? Evangelicals love baiting the IRS by endorsing candidates. And the reason is they think 
if the IRS actually revoked their tax-exempt status over any of this, they could file a lawsuit calling it religious persecution. How dare the government tell me in my church what I can and cannot say? And with the Supreme Court? And with the Supreme Court, maybe they could get away with it. So they're beating well, the IRS. Yeah. So the thing is, even without the Supreme Court being what it is, the fact is the IRS really, even though it has a rule that says no nonprofit whether it's a church or like Planned Parenthood, mm. no nonprofit can endorse a candidate. Mm -hmm. You can tell people uh, on the issues that matter to us, here's how every candidate stands. So when you see things like the NRA gave me an X grade, that's right. how they're getting around that. Right. So the, the NRA, NRA is, is totally not endorsing to anybody. Right. They're just saying by our standards of candidacy, and that's why this you is how see, these people fall. That's, and that's why you see political candidates, they do not say the NRA endorsed me. I they got say an X I got an NRA. A from the NRA if that thing matters to them. But again, as uh, a Texas Tribune and ProPublica article in 2022 noted, the IRS does not do a damn thing to enforce the of Johnson Amendment. Well, over they've the been past, gutted. Over the past 70 years, 7-0, 70 years, they have literally only punished two churches hmm. for violating these rules. Um, and they were kind of small cases to begin with. They were just so blatant. Sure. Like, we put an ad in the paper saying, we're a church. <laughs> we endorse this candidate. I, the church, yeah. endorse this person. <laughs> but two Love churches. The Johnson Amendment. Even though there are so much, there's so much evidence like this of Hibbs doing this sort of thing and so many other pastors doing this sort of blatant baiting, mm. and they just haven't done it. Do the FFRF sent a letter to IRS officials, by the way, this week mm. saying... Hey, IRS. Guys. Guys. And by the way, FFRF filed a lawsuit against the IRS for not doing their job. Wow. That case was settled out of court years ago. And I the don't IRS, want it settled out of court. The I want IRS, to go to court. The IRS said, dismiss this lawsuit. We are taking this issue seriously. We will enforce our rules. And at that point, there's nothing more you can ask for because that is all you were asking for. Right. So that was the end of it. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, I, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Or two days Wednesday? ago. This week, the FFRF sent a letter to IRS officials saying, we're a registered 501c3, a nonprofit, and we take this designation along with the accompanying privileges and responsibilities very seriously. Some churches, like Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, have chosen to make a mockery of their 501c3 status by reaping all the benefits of tax exemption while knowingly violating this statute by openly endorsing political candidates running for public office. We write to respectfully request that the IRS immediately investigate this church and ensure it doesn't have the benefits of uh, tax-exempt status, and that donations made to the church are no longer treated as tax-deductible, which is the real consequence. Is there a word for when somebody smarter than you articulates something you've been thinking really well, uh, and you never could have done it on your own? That's how I feel right now. It's just called being us. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was brutal. Yes. So... The thing, and by the way, that's very hurtful and true. <laughs> Jared Huffman also urged the IRS to look into the matter just via a tweet. But like, the thing is, nothing will come of it. Is my fear because, and if the IRS doesn't act, Hibbs isn't going to stop doing stuff like this. And I know this because he's done it before. Mm. In 2018, the church allowed political campaign signs like right outside their doors. You know how all the rules for campaign signs say like 15 yeah, feet 15 feet away from the door even if you're at a campaign yeah. like at a voting booth yeah. voting poll Especially place. Especially if you're at a voting poll At a polling place. place. Yeah, like no, the church is like yeah, do it on our front door. It's fine. Just paint it on there. In 2021, Hibbs practically held a campaign rally for Larry Elder uh, 
in his church. And at the time, in 2021, they were trying to recall Gavin Newsom as governor. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, there were two questions on the ballot. Should Gavin Newsom be recalled? Mm. Second question is, if he is recalled, who should replace him? Larry, is that how that works? Yes. Larry Elder huh. was the Republican who got the most votes for the replacement. Really? However... 60% plus of voters said, no, don't recall our guy. He's sure. fine. This is a hack. Like, you're just coming after him. Um, so they didn't replace him, which made the whole question moot. Uh. But Jack Hibbs, when that was going on, said, this is our guy. It's uh, Larry Elder. I want you to vote for him and for the recall. Well, and he brought him on stage for a sermon. I have a question yeah. about the Johnson Amendment. If... If this guy was going to rallies, who uh, Gibbs? Gibbs is going to Jack Gibbs is going is going to, to a, politi- a politician's rally. Yes, and he stands up on stage and says, "I endorse this person." Yeah, that's okay. Um, if he said, "My name is Jack Hibbs," and as a private citizen, and I, I endorse, endorse him. him. Yes, that's legal. So if he, he can- says, "I come here representing okay. my church," no. You so can't. we're not only seeing people like uh, you know breaking the rules, but dumb rules that they could easily not oh, they're, he's, he's they're, doing it on purpose. right right exactly it's, it's not, not like, even an accident i just want to be clear that his political voice is not silenced right he exactly. can endorse people as a private citizen he could literally go on his personal facebook page and say i'm in, i'm voting for this guy i hope you all do the same that would be okay but when you're using church resources mm-hmm. and using the church stage to do all that that's a problem. Yeah. And again, liberals take those rules seriously. Of course we do. Because we care about the rules. Right. Because we don't we don't want power over anything else. We want we a want functioning fair. society. Yeah. Did you see that New York had a chance to do gerrymandering and they're like, we'll just we'll do nothing. We'll just accept fair maps for our state. Oh, like Democrats didn't do gerrymandering. They're like, let's make this even and fair because right. that's how I mean, one, to avoid a lawsuit, but two, they're like no, we're, we're not, not even going to push it. You know what? Which is good, which is how it should be, but it's unilateral disarmament, which is frustrating. That's exactly right. And I understand people's frustration with the Democratic Party in that regard and in many regards. However, I'm not. Tony Evers did the same thing in, uh, in, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin where he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm signing off on fair maps. It doesn't put us in the lead. Uh, it doesn't give Democrats an unfair advantage. It right. just makes more competitive districts right. to give all parties a chance, right. which is the right thing to do. And it's what they were fighting for for this whole time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and they don't have the numbers, even if they wanted to, to push a, sure. a blue Democratic gerrymander or anything. But it's just like, I heard this in, I hear this in Illinois all their time, where there is a gerrymander, a blue state gerrymander, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's every time Republicans complain about it, the obvious first question is, Okay, fine. You draw a map. Not only you oh. draw a map, but like you want to get rid of gerrymandering everywhere then, right? And of course, no, they don't because right. gerrymandering only helps Republicans right. at a national level. Right. So like blue states, go to town. Like gerrymander all the things you want until they learn their lesson. I, anyway, yeah. side note. But this isn't a one-off thing that Hibbs did. Exactly. He's been doing this for years. He will keep doing it unless he is punished. And mm-hmm. even after he's punished, he'll just pretend he's being persecuted because mm-hmm. that's what he said at the end of the sermon. He's like, you know, they, they didn't like that I gave an invocation. You know what they're going to do? I think they're going to send the IRS after me. Yeah, they are. They should. But not because you gave an invocation. That's mm-hmm. just a batshit crazy thing for them to do. They're doing it because you endorse candidates from the pulpit and you don't deserve a tax exemption. And also that Hibbs is... It, oh boy, he 
Never mind. I lost what I was going to say. My brain isn't firing on all cylinders. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Let me go to a different story. Uh, Uh, The last one, I think, where I actually have a a soundbite. Oh, boy. But this is an interesting case where a California school board member was being criticized because in her district, there is an after-school Satan club. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those are the clubs where they basically do science experiments and teach you to be friendly to each other. Is this going to be our new um, nativity scene on town hall property is after-school Satan clubs? Maybe. I feel like 10 years ago, all we did was write write about that, and now it's just going to be after-school Satan clubs. There are literally five after school, You're fucking Satan lying clubs. to me, and we've talked about them all in yes, depth. I guess because the right wing people flip out over it. Oh, so this is what it feels like to feel like something's happening all over the place, even though it's just a couple <laughs> stories. Oh, That's I know, right. I know how they feel now. Yeah, right. I feel so, confused and angry, and I want to vote them out. Yeah. So to be clear, <laughs> these ass clubs—they don't promote Satan. They don't promote satanic beliefs, Satanism, whatever you think Satanism is. They really could have called it ask a s s k, but they, they could have. But they want Ask Club. I want Ask Club. It's okay. funny. So, but the thing is, they don't indoctrinate. They focus on free inquiry and rationalism, the scientific basis for which we know what we know about the world around us. Mm. That's their stated like mission statement right there. Sure. And they only show up in schools that have a Christian good news club. Right. Like they wait to see which schools have that, and only then it's an antagonistic it, group. It, is there to say, all right, if you're allowing a Christian club in the mm-hmm. school, then we want to play by the same rules and start our own. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen everywhere because there's like thousands of these good news clubs, but at a few select places, whatever. Sure. So that is what happened in the Capistrano Unified School District in California. There was a good news club at one of their elementary schools. And so an after-school Satan club launched there too. Their first meeting was on February 12th. It went well. According to the Satanic Temple's Facebook page, they posted about that meeting that first meeting, and they said it was incredible. Oh. The group had fun together playing with Lego and art sets. Fun. The hours flew by. The kids made it clear how much they wanted to come back as soon as possible. Next meetings are scheduled for March, April, and May. It seemed cool. The pictures they showed, not with kids' faces in it, but it's like you see drawing, you mm-hmm. see kids playing with Legos, things like that. Okay. So the thing is, just before the group un- had this meeting... Mm. It turns out on January 17th, there was a member of the board of trustees who could not handle their existence. And I'm not sure why this became news now as opposed to a month ago, Mm. but I was tipped off to this now. So I'm going to talk about it now. But (laughs) on January 17th at the board of trustees meeting for the district, a woman named Lisa Davis, who sits on their board, she spent several minutes complaining about the existence of this after-school Satan club and I'm going to play for you. It is a longer clip, okay. but I got to play it for you what she said. This is two hours into the board meeting. I thought but, you were about to say this is a two-hour clip. No. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> she, she basically went on comparing this group that she clearly knows nothing about mm. to the worst groups imaginable. And at the very beginning of the clip, you hear her talking about the importance of religious freedom. <laughs> right? Yeah. So let me play this clip for you. We might chime in while the clip is going on. Trustee Davis. Lisa Davis. Happy 2024. Thank you. I'm so excited for what this year, this new year has to offer our students here in Capistrano Unified. Exciting things are happening here. California. And I look forward to what lies ahead for us in the 2024 year. 
Yesterday was our National Religious Freedom Day. Yes, important. National Religious, Religious Freedom. freedom right? I was worried about that because it wasn't covered in the First Amendment. Religious Freedom, mm -hmm. drafted in 1777 by Thomas Jefferson. Fine, fine, fine. It was a pivotal moment in our nation's history as a visionary document laid the foundation yeah, for the good. protection of religious liberties enshrined in our Constitution. Now here she is minutes we later. We don't have the authority to do whatever is, we want yes. as a board. Our clubs are also not set up carte blanche. We do not allow six-year-olds to run and lead a club. We would not approve Proud Boys Clubs, Bondage Clubs, Dungeon Shooting Clubs, Antifa Clubs, Nazi Clubs, Hitler Clubs, KKK Clubs, Black Magic Clubs, Ouija Board Clubs, what? Club Safe Sex Clubs. What? Or would we? What? I have been informed that we have a request by the After School Satan Club that they would like to open up a club in one of our one of my elementary really schools skilled in speaker, many, isn't she? <laughs> because that school also has a good news for a Christian club. Under state law, we are required to have a policy to educate and everything surrounding education. However, what? I'm not exactly sure how a satanic club fits into all this. Here's why. First of all, can we look at a policy that simply states a club's title needs to be descriptive to the activity of the club? Seems like a simple solution. While we can be pluralistic about faith and agree to disagree on doctrinal matters, I would think that the district would not allow the formation of a KKK or a Nazi club under a sense of propriety that neither of them reflect our community values. It would not matter in the least if we were offering courses, if they were offering courses in self-worth, art, or public speaking. Did you say self-worth? I would think yeah. that the public board speaking, would, rightly so reject their applications Wait for this. out of hand. This line. Honestly, in my view, Nazis and KKKs are terrible, but Satanists are the worst and absolutely contrary to everything I believe and stand for. Last part here. Make no absolutely mistake. terrible didn't feel very The emphasized. Satanistic group is a hate group organized with a specific purpose to mock and demon Christian beliefs. They could very easily rebrand as an open-minded group, scientific group, or even an atheist group. <laughs> Choosing to brand themselves as a satanic group serves only to express hate. Okay. Have you ever heard the expression <sighs> when <laughs> when a conservative runs face first into the point and misses it anyway? <laughs> like truly, it's kind of impressive. Of Like truly the part of like, it doesn't have to be a Satan thing. It could be this, it can be that. Like, yeah, your Christian group could be Let's do good things in the world group. It doesn't right. have to be a Christian group. And the funny thing is she said in our district, we have a policy to like, uh, we should have a policy, she says. We should adopt a policy that says a club's title should describe what it is they do. Oh, I thought she was saying that was already a policy. No, she, oh, she said, can her. we try to adopt a policy? Because Then what's the fucking good news club? That is the question. What would the good news club be? Are we just going to read be? nice headlines throughout yeah. the world? The good news club is the one that tells kids they'll be tortured for eternity uh -huh. if they don't do uh, what Jesus wants Which them to do. Which one is me at the flagpole? Uh, that's not good news club, but that is a Christian thing. Okay. It's non-denominational. That was big in my area. So anyway, she suggests that the satanic club is wrong because what? They're, it doesn't tell you what they're going to do. Then she says, well, you wouldn't allow a Nazi club that teaches public speaking. Let's be clear. She would. <laughs> And she's saying, like, if it's not doing the thing you think they're doing, you wouldn't allow it. It doesn't say what it says on the tin. Right, right, right. So it's, and then Nazis and KKK, she says, are terrible, but Satanists are the worst. That was an 
Whoa. That was intense for me. By the me. way, I know all of you are thinking this. Uh, Nazis and KKK groups are actual Christian uh-huh. hate groups. Uh-huh. And what is the thing that she thinks makes the satanic temple or Satanists a hate group? I just want to reiterate. She didn't say, did she? Because uh, it's she mocking? She said, I can tell you what the seven fundamental tenets of the satanic temple are, because they include things like act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures. Mm. Uh, If you make a mistake, rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Oh, and also respect the freedom of others. Those are the values that she believes are harmful and hateful. Mm -hmm. The satanic temple, by the way. In her defense, she did not read that. No. No, I want to be clear not. about that. She did no research. No, she just She's like not. the kid who has to do a report for class and never read the book. Yeah, Bart Simpson. Yeah. So the Satanic Temple itself, and certainly the after-school Satan clubs, do not mock or demonize Christianity. They just propose an alternative. Mm. And in the case of the elementary school club, they absolutely avoid any denigration of religion. It's not about putting others down. It's about lifting up certain kids, no matter where they're coming from. And unlike the good news clubs, Mm -hmm. there's no indoctrination, no hellfire, no threats. Mm -hmm. Um, And to jump to all those conclusions on the basis of the word Satan without, like you said, doing any research into the things she's mad about just tells you how unqualified she is to do the job she volunteered to do. She never once explained what the after-school Satan club does or did at other schools or proposed to do at hers. It's not like it's a secret. It's just easier for her to compare that group to actual hate groups, assuming that other conservatives like her are too dumb to look into the matter. I don't know if it's dumb. I'd say it's lazy and ignorant. Same, same Same, same. end result. (laughs) Same, same. Um, By the way, plenty of Christians would argue that the existence of an atheist club would also be inherently anti-religious or anti Honestly, that's the other thing I I wanted to say is there could be an atheist club, my dude, as if you would be okay with an atheist club, ma'am. And then, by the way, she didn't just stop with that speech because on February 11th, the day before the group started, she organized a prayer walk around the school using her official board trustee account. What does that She posted that it mean? on her Instagram, oh. like, where her ta- uh, username is, like, Lisa Davis CUSD uh, the, for the school district. Hmm. And it's like, yeah, don't use your official board Instagram to advertise your prayer walk. No, but she's Christian, so she can do whatever uh-huh. she wants. You then forgot. she shared pictures of herself do- creating, quote, a shield of love, protection and God's presence around the school. And there is an actual dumb picture of all these people touching the wall of the school as if they are protecting kids from Satan. It's so embarrassing. embarrassing. They're just wasting their time because they have nothing to do. Just gently touching the vinyl siding of the school and like acting real serious. It's like touching Trump's shoulders in the Oval Office. That's exactly what it came to. You think this is helping? Yeah, that came to mind for me as well. Um, By the way, when community members complained about this breach of church-state separation Mm. on Instagram, guess what she did? Uh, Blocked them. Yep. Really? And deleted them. Uh, deleted the comments or deleted comments. her posts? Deleted the comments. The posts are still up. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, so Freedom From Religion Foundation attorney Chris Line wrote a letter to the board president just saying, hey, <laughs> stop this shit. Get your team in order, sir. Yeah. Uh, as gov- This is what he actually wrote because he has uh, more tact. As government officials, they cannot be allowed to abuse their position to promote their personal religious beliefs and to denigrate members of minority religions. 
There's no threat of a lawsuit. There's just a simple request to follow the law and keep your ignorance in line whenever she wants to spread her bigotry. To loosely quote George Carlin, can these people just follow the commandment of don't be a dick for fucking once? (laughs) By the way, I looked into Lisa Davis as well. She was elected to the board in 2020 Mm. and she beat her opponent in a school board race. So you know only like four people voted. Hmm. She beat her opponent by 2%. Yikes. So a person and a half probably. Yeah, like... Elections matter, people. Local elections, Local elections matter. matter. Vote, run, run for anything. Hey. Run for anything if you're not a voter. Hey, if you're listening to this, you should run. Christina's running. She listens to this. Christiana, yeah. Christiana, sorry. Fantastic. I She's only running. see her name. I'm going to be doing an interview with her uh, next week for uh, for her campaign. Oh, I'm I guess I uh, missed my invitation. It's coming. It's in the mail. Rough I got one stuff. Is it because I mispronounced her name just a second ago? Correct. Wow. There's one more story for you here, uh, which involves our buddy Sean Foyt. Remember him? The name sounds familiar. I can't place it. So we we talked about white dude names on this podcast. (laughs) I can't possibly keep them straight. I know. I everybody's name is David or Ryan or John. (laughs) My favorite thing about Mitch McConnell saying he's going to step down. (laughs) No, he's still there. He's still horrible. Uh, but of course he is, but he's going away. There are literally three guys in the running to take a spot as Senate Minority Leader, and they're all named John. You're lying <laughs> to me. It's so funny. Oh, anyway. the Republican Party is so diverse and representative yeah. of the country. <laughs> so anyway, we talked about Sean Foyt months ago because... <laughs> my dad's name is John, and my husband's dad's name is John, Fair. and my brother and husband, middle names, both John. Are you by are you people by any chance white? Uh, can you believe it? Yeah, okay. I know. So months ago we talked about Sean Foyt because the mayor oh, of Spokane, Washington mm-hmm. attended an event with Sean Foyt, who is a Christian yes. nationalist and a literal domestic terrorist by the name of Matt Shea, who used to be in the state legislature. I do remember this now. Okay. Um, and then the city council in Spokane, after the mayor spoke at that uh, event with those two guys, mm-hmm. the city council passed a resolution condemning the mayor for associating with those two guys, which was kind of a big deal yeah, for them. Yeah, really was. Uh, saying, yeah, you, we don't support this. We don't want you to do this. Not it's cool, they said. Horrible. Um, I'm not going to get into all their backstory, but the point is they passed a resolution condemning the mayor for being with them. Um, and the reason I bring that up is she lost her bid for re-election in November, this mayor. Okay. After oh, all this uh-huh. happened. Now, it was a tight race. Did she lose because of her association with those guys? It's a non-political position or non-partisan oh, interesting. Uh, race. But she lost. And I think that controversy could have tipped the scales against her. Yeah, but it's now, like associating with white nationalists is <laughs> cool. I could be wrong about that partisan thing. I don't know. Okay. But the thing is, she's no longer in office. And that resolution condemning her is months old. Mm. But Sean Foyt, I think, really wants attention again. Sure. Because he always wants attention. So he's now threatening to sue the city. Sean Foyt, what? according to an outlet called The Inlander, it's saying Sean Foyt is claiming the city owes him money. On January 18th, he filed a claim for damages, alleging that the four council members who voted for that resolution, quote, acted under the color of law to reprieve Foyt of his federally guaranteed First Amendment and 14th Amendment rights, privileges, and immunities. Which one's 14th? Uh, not the one that applies to Sean Foyt is what. Basically, Foyt's 
allegation is that by speaking on behalf of the government and elected leaders of Spokane, no that resolution... No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Yeah, no one took away his rights. I don't think so. But basically saying this resolution says, if you gather with me or anyone who believes, prays, or worships like me... They will be condemned by the city. Yeah, you're right. Which you got is it. A dumb thing to say because the resolution did not say we're mad at the mayor for associating with Christians. Right. No, it's because it's you and you're a horrible person who happens to be Christian. Elected officials, to be clear, will never be punished in Spokane for practicing a faith, mm-hmm. um, praying or worshiping the Christian God. Mm-hmm. The resolution didn't say that. It didn't imply that or anything to do with it. The resolution had everything to do with two Christians who use their faith-based platforms to spread extremism and harm and cruelty. Um, and it actually went out of its way to say that. Yeah. That we're not mad because they're Christians. Right. We're mad about these other things. Well, it's because a lot of times uh, Democrats are intellectually honest yeah. and Republicans <laughs> are not. Um, for that resolution, he was described, Sean Foyt was described in that resolution, not as a Christian because mm. it was irrelevant. He was described as an anti-LGBTQ extremist, mm. which is fair because that's what he is. He says things like children are being sexualized by Disney. They're not. He says Yikes. society... Would uh, could not allow perverts to indoctrinate them starting at four years old in kindergarten with transgenderism. That's Hold what on, Sean that was Foyt word said. salad that you yeah. just said. I just heard like a lot of. He said schools are allowing phrases. perverts to indoctrinate kids as young as four with transgenderism, which Trans- is not true and not how it works and That's... not the right word. He also <laughs> falsely equated zero out of three. Yeah, he also falsely equated homosexuality and transgender identities mm. with pedophilia. And Sean Foyt backs conversion torture. I'm just like go ahead this and is why they into... called him anti-LGBTQ. Mm. He also uh, was quoted in the resolution as calling for a fire that would consume Spokane in the midst of wildfires hitting cool. the state. Um, they were also called out. Him and Matt Shea were called out for their hateful and dangerous behavior and beliefs. Not their faith, mm. but how they're using their faith to hurt people. Those are not the same. The fact that Sean Foyt can't tell the difference says more about him than the city council. Um, but the city, according to that media outlet, was taking his claim seriously enough mm-hmm. that they set aside $50,000 for lawyers to handle the case. Um, they've also been instructed to retain any public communication involving the resolutions as if they secretly pass messages to each other bashing Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what Discovery is going to find in this case. But as far as I could tell, from the lawyers representing Foyt, uh, no formal lawsuit has actually been filed yet. Got you. Like, this guy is all talk, no action. I think he likes the saying there's a threat of a lawsuit mm-hmm. than actually filing well, because, one that he would lose. Because that's not a concrete thing. That's a general, uh, there's a malaise of... of you know, it's like Christians talking me. about the devil. It doesn't exist, but the threat that one might be there is all we need to scare you. Sean Foyt works the same way. I'm not going to sue you because I know I'm going to lose, but I'm going to tell you I'm going to sue you because maybe that'll scare you a bit into ever criticizing me ever again. Do you want to take a swing at um, who, what gender uh, perpetrates the most uh, pedophilic shit? Uh, gender? Gender. Is it men? It's men at 94% mm. are men. I'm just going to go ahead and keep looking and seeing what the... Uh... Anyway, and just my point is, like, 
the people who are perpetrating pedophilia, like these people are constantly harping about, are not gay people. They're not women. Right. They're not drag it's queens. Like straight white guys. It's straight white guys with and power. Pastors are the ones saying we need to stop all these horrible actions against children. And then every headline ever is like, here's a pastor who just got arrested. I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth bringing it up pretty frequently, is that maybe a year ago now, I sent Hammond a story about some youth pastor who got convicted of molesting children. He sent it to Hammond. He was like, oh, so many of these happen, I just don't cover them anymore. That is still correct. And I don't know. I, that just There's to me... There's too many every day. If I had a Google alert for pastor arrested, there would it would be overrun with stuff and I couldn't get to all of it. So I stopped. So, yeah. That uh that explains that, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah. And that's that's my end of the good news for the day. That was rough, my friend. You're that welcome. was a tough one. Um, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/FriendlyAtheistPodcast to support this show full of good news mm. and happiness and rainbows and puppies and sprinkles. Yeah, and donate. Maybe I can keep my house. Um, Yay! On the bonus episode, what are we talking about? So on Tuesday night, Chicago had a cuckoo bananas storm. Um, we're talking about the weather and the bonus. No, we're not. But just the fact that there were. Tornado watch it. Excuse me. Yeah, we are gonna because there's uh-huh. tornado watches in fucking February, my dude. It went from 70 degrees to 21 degrees in like 12 hours. So yeah, we're gonna talk about the fucking weather, Hennant. Anyway, when the storm, uh, when the tornado siren went off, we moved downstairs and decided to watch a scary movie because I like to watch scary movies uh, when it's raining. Watched a movie called Cobwebs I'd like to talk about. And also, I and possibly my husband are going to be in Bloomington, Indiana in uh, like three weeks. The, uh, March 23rd, I think. So I'll talk about that a little bit. And um, I don't know. I'm sure I'll talk about my misadventures and bad luck as bad well. Bad luck. Bad luck Got just it. writ large. Um, right. Oh, you can wait. You can yes. leave us a review on... Uh, iTunes or whatever, and you can leave a review like... Nope, read that one last week. <laughs> um, leave us some reviews so we have stuff to read and make them be good ones yeah, or else. Yeah, no, no more, no new ones, so who cares? All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.